So, Jim Cramer is a babbling buffoon. He is a major nutcase. He has no clue what he's speaking about, yet he's paid millions and millions and millions of dollars by CNBC, by hedge funds, to prop up these hideous equities. He just says some, you know, it's really, really hard to find a normal thing that Jim has said. And in recent light of the FTX drama, wonderful, wonderful Kramer has obviously gone at it again, and he's said that FTX CEO Mr. Sam is the new JP Morgan. Let's listen to a few wonderful things Jim Cramer has said over the past few weeks. JP Morgan of this generation, Sam Bankman-Fried's FTX, yes. is, is slashing everybody's margin and uh, average fees per transaction across the industry had declined by 50%. A lot of that is, is the man, Sam Bankman-Fried. So here is big boy Jimmy. Um, calling Sam Bankman-Fried the next J.P. Morgan. What is he going to call him next? The next Steve Jobs? The next Bill Gates? The next Elon? Well, unlucky Jim, you got it wrong again. Just in the past few seconds, apparently Sam Bankman-Fried told Reuters that he's still in the Bahamas. He hasn't left, even though his jet flew all the way to Argentina. Sam stayed behind. He definitely didn't leave, did he? Earlier this year, the exchange was valued at $32 billion, Sam Bankman-Fried was billed as crypto's white knight. People called him the next Warren Buffett. People said Buffett was over. Sam Bankman-Fried would come and take your place. Now, the ex-CEO is reportedly facing probes by the DOJ and the SEC. And rightly so. Let's hope he goes to jail. So, let's see what else Jim Cramer has said uh, very recently, calling a little someone the next Steve Jobs. This one is funny. Just one last question. Uh, to me, it, it, it's reasonable to compare you, I usually don't do this, to Steve Jobs and what he did for computing. Uh, I regard you as a visionary next generation person. Is, is this the kind of ridiculous pressure that nobody needs? You know, Steve Jobs was, I don't think there is another Steve Jobs. He was a phenomenal entrepreneur. We've got an incredible opportunity to try to uphold a legacy in Silicon Valley of changing the world. And Disrupting the world. We're working 24-7 to do it. Well, I understand that's exactly how you work. That's Elizabeth Holmes. She's the Theranos founder and CEO. Congratulations on all the success you've had, and I sure hope you win. Okay, I mean, I'm okay with people making mistakes, but boy, is that a fucking big blunder. Holy shit. That is not a small mistake. That is a big blunder he has made again. Just in the past few days, apparently the lady there you just saw, Elizabeth Holmes, has been, well, is, is likely to be prosecuted for 15 years, $800 million in restitution. Federal prosecutors are asking a judge to sentence Elizabeth Holmes to 15 years in prison and require the founder to pay $800 million in restitution, according to recent court documents. And a jury found Holmes guilty in January of four counts of investor fraud and conspiracy. Her sentencing is scheduled in just a few weeks, uh, 18th of November, and she faces a maximum of 20 years in prison. She rose to fame as a 19-year-old founder. Jim Cramer propped her up as the next Steve Jobs. He said her company was amazing. He said investors should buy. Well, it turned out that the technology that was used by Elizabeth Holmes and her ridiculously hideous company was actually a falsehood. She claimed that the technology could conduct tests with just a drop of blood, but in reality, after a ballooning of valuation of $9 billion, and with the help of big-name investors and board members, and Holmes herself once boasted net worth of over $4 billion, it turned out, thanks to the Wall Street Journal, 
that the technology that was being used was just hideously fake. It was a total Ponzi. And the tests that were being performed were just total fabrications. So congratulations, Jimbo, on another wonderful blunder. Okay, Peter writes, should I be worried about Bear Stearns in terms of liquidity and get my money out of there? No, no, no. Bear Stearns is fine. Do not take your money out. This is really, look, if there's one takeaway other than a plus 400 somebody, Bear Stearns is not in trouble. I mean, if anything, they're more likely to be taken over. Don't move your money from... God, I mean, if there's one... Seriously, I understand people make mistakes. But it, it is not normal for someone to make this big of a mistake continuously. This is not a one-off thing. This is month over month, week over week, day after day. He says something utterly idiotic. It's easier, Jim, just to say something normal. Christ almighty. Perhaps he'll cry again, as he did with Facebook, after claiming that the metaverse was the next big thing, and then instantaneously almost retracting his statement and crying live on air. Um, just absurd. It turns out the best stance after Kramer warned it was fine, actually went all the way from $62 per share, crashing down to 2 bucks per share just two days later. Turns out that the index inverse indicator for Kramer is, is actually fairly spot on. I might invest. But on the best done topic, just to kind of top it all, all off, it turns out that Kramer turned around and said that he never recommended the equity ever. And he stated that he was simply discussing the banking sector. He was trying to prevent panic. And he claimed that in reality, Bestern's was terrible investment. But Jim is just full of hideous, hideous mistakes. And I think this man uh, should be kicked off CNBC as soon as possible. So, I mean, despite the fact that the calls remain on air, Jim tries to retract his statements. And once again, reiterating the fact that he apparently never proclaimed that Bestern's was a good investment. Well, it's not what I heard, Jimbo. Okay. Okay, this next one is a beauty. Jim is sniffing. I'm not sure what's up his nose. Um, he continually sniffs and rubs his nose. Uh, let's see. A lot of times when I was short at my hedge fund and I was positioned short, meaning I needed it down, uh, I would uh, create a, um, a level of activity beforehand that could drive the futures. It doesn't take much money. Uh, similarly, if uh, or if I were long and I would want to make things a little bit rosy, I would go in and take a bunch of stocks and make sure that they are, they're higher. And maybe commit five million in capital to do it and I could affect it. Uh, what you're seeing now is maybe, it probably is bigger market now, maybe you need 10 million in capital to knock this stuff down. But it's a fun game and it's a lucrative game and you, you can move it up and then fade it. That often creates a very negative feel. So let's say you take a longer term view intraday. And you say, listen, I'm going to boost the futures. And then when the real sellers come in, real market comes in, they're going to knock it down. It's going to create a negative, uh, negative view. That's a strategy very worth doing when you're, va when you're valued on a day-to-day -day basis. And I would encourage anyone who's in the hedge fund game to do it because it's legal. Right. And it, uh, it is a very quick way to make money. And very Apparently, in a recent article, it turned out that Jim Cramer said, and I quote, when you are part of a hedge fund, and when you're in hedge fund mode, it's important not to do anything remotely truthful because the truth is so against your view that it's important to create a new view, to create a fiction. A lot of times when I was short my hedge fund, meaning I needed a stock down, I would create a level of activity beforehand that could drive the futures. It's a fun game and it's very lucrative too. Who cares about the fundamentals, Jim, Jim said. The great thing about the market is that it has nothing to do with the actual fundamentals of actual stocks. Jim Cramer, ladies and gentlemen, the world's biggest buffoon in the equity industry. This guy has made blunder after blunder. And I think he should be fired.